inside of Redzel. Redzel puts his head in front now. Then came Deploy, Redkirk Warrior. Brave smashes, ducking and weaving. Jatakwa six off them. But Redzel's burst clear at the 100 metres. Vega Magic, Brave Smash running on. Then Chula. But Redzel, he's home in the Everest. Redzel leads all the way. The 200, two in front of Redzel. Yes, 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 he's winding up. Further back then to Trekkie and Santa Lane. The cop. Yes, 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 takes the lead. Center in the lane. It's charging at the end. Yes, yes, yes. Wins the Everest. Classic legend for the grey flashes starting to cut loose. Here he comes. Classic legend storms to the front and kicked away. The grey flash is now an Everest legend. Classic legends rattling home. Nature strip in front of Eduardo. Nature strip kept going at water. Mars Crusade is jumping out of the ground. Just missed. Nature strip clings on. Private eye. Giga kick. Giga kick down the outside. Wins the Everest. The unbeaten three-year-old's done it. Giga kick. G'day legends and welcome to a very, very special edition of the Second Again Racing Podcast. It's obviously Nick here, joined by Jackson, and look, this is groundbreaking. It's the first time we've ever done this, and for very good reason. We've actually got, we're going to do an Everest preview, and it's just a sole Everest podcast. Should go for about 10 to 15, but we're not worried about the time because there's so much quality to go through. Mm. Jackson, it's just one of the races of the year. And there's money to be made in it. Not only is there quality... Previous years have been quite difficult, but I definitely think there's money to be made this year, and we're keen on a few, so hopefully the punters are tuned in and got the notebooks out. There's money to be made for us and for these horses. This race is worth an absolute whopping amount of cash, so run seventh, and I think you get your money back still. We'll go through the market order. So at the top, there's been actually a fair bit of movement today, um, so think about it, is top of the market $4.20. I wish I wins there, four eighty. Private Eye, $6.50. Cylinder, $9. In Secrets there, $11. Overpass, 13 Hawaii 5.0 is $14. Buenos Noches is $16, as well as Espiona. Shinzo, 19 Then we've got a massive gap. So Alcohol Free, 67 the last entrant. Mm. Mazu, 71s with obviously the rest, the emergencies there. We won't go through them, but it'd be funny to see an emergency come in. It'd be extremely strange. But what'd you make of the map? It does look good for Overpass and Josh Parr to go forward and control this. They've obviously drawn to effect in two, and it looks like they will gain absolute control and be able to dictate to the field here. Alcohol-free, as you mentioned, got that last slot. I'm not sure if it would have if it wasn't a U-long horse. I think it must be said. I think they're going to press forward and try and sit outside Overpass if they do have the toe. Cylinder can also be not too far away, obviously, with that light weight on his back. And Mazu and Hawaii 5 probably the other two in running. The rest will try and find their spot. I'm hoping... Just on the last point, I'm hoping I wish I win from barrier one. Yes, it will be sticky and need a good ride from Nolan, but I'm hoping he can be midfield and not need to go back to last from the inside. Fantastic. We're just going to go through from horse number one, then all the way through to 12. We're going to give a little bit of a preview on all the runners. So where else do you start at the top weight? I wish I win number one for Peter Moody and Catherine Coleman. Luke Nolan draws gate one as well. And slot holder there is Trackside Media. 
Jackson, what do you make of his horse's chances? He's the absolute class of this field, in my opinion. I know that can be contested, but I've always had the opinion that he's got the best 600-metre sprint in the country. Amelia's jewel is starting to make me waver on that a little bit, but she does not turn up here. So I think all things being equal, if they run in a straight line, he would win. But as I touched on in terms of the map, that gate one is a little bit sticky for him. I still think at the price, he just has to be played at. I I have to be having a very serious go at him and, and be making some good cash. Obviously, I've followed the horse all the way along. That first up run was perfect. A little bit of arrogance as well from the Moody and Coleman camp. Starting in 1,400 metres first up, definitely wasn't 100% wound up, you could tell. And only still in a bit being beaten by Mr. Brightside, the best horse in the country at the yeah. moment. So the form screams that he's absolutely ready. And he was one of the horses that had the luxury of knowing you had that slot in the race a long way out. Mm. So... They built the prep in beautifully. He's going to come in fresh with it. He excels at his six weeks in between runs. Nolan to give him another steer like he did last time because he drew one first up as well Mm -hmm. and gave him the perfect gun run. So if he can repeat that, I think he probably wins. I'm going to play sort of the other side of that and just a few question marks. Obviously, as you said, I think the the real positive is they've had this slot for a long time. So they've, they've said, this is our plan. We're going to have 1,400 first up gap between probably five, six weeks. And we're going to go first up 1,200 metres, so that's a big tick. I question gate one. I think in a race where there doesn't look like there's going to be a lot of speed, gate one might be five, six pairs back in the ruck. And we know how messy these races are, especially when you're looking at the amount of prize money that's up for offer here. Mm. The quality of the horse, I've got absolutely no question marks. He's obviously rated the number one horse in the race for a very good reason too. I just don't know if I can take 480 from gate one and having having only seen a third over 1,400 first up. I hear, I hear. Well, let's say he'd drawn five or six. What price are we looking at? That's my question. I think in this field, we're looking at probably a $4 chance. I don't think we're looking much shorter. Mm-hmm. Do you think? I don't think people... I don't think that many people are deterred by gate one. I, I'm, I might be a little bit more deterred than most. He just doesn't have the natural toe over the first... 100 to 150 metres, so I definitely see your point there, and he will need to settle midfield. He was able to do that first up, so I'm hoping Nolan can just give him that same gun run that he did, because he did have every chance. If he repeats that, I honestly think he wins. Number two, Private Eye, Joey Pride, Nash Rewilla. He's chosen his mount. We were speaking before the potty. Nash had a few choices here, and he's obviously stuck with Private Eye. Why wouldn't you? Gate nine, he's the second highest rated horse, and this is for Newgate and GPI Racing. Sorry, that is not Newgate. It's Max Whitby and Neil Werrett. What'd you make? Obviously, one of my top horses in terms of my stable, Ned. So there is absolutely no chance that this horse will go around and win without me on. My knock with him, and I hate to talk about knocks with this horse. Obviously, I've been with him pretty much every start for a good two years now. But we're looking at half the quote, or actually even less than that, than we did last year. And I think he comes in off a little bit of a better run last time. I know he came out of a really good form line in that shorts and he did grab overpass in the post, pretty much on the wire, and he did sustain a wide run throughout. So maybe that was uh, sort of holding him back from posting that big time that we saw him do first up last year. But he comes in with that similar first up peak performance, comes in second up to the Everest, trialled in between runs. Uh, The trial wasn't anything flash, but I don't think he's much of a trialler anyway. Mm. Nash is stuck, as you say, which is the big positive with him. There could have been two or three others in this race that we'll touch on a bit later that he could have stuck with. Private Eye's been the one all the way along for him, so if anyone will get him home, it's Nash. Not sure where he gets to from the gate, but he's my clear second pick. For sure. He almost, 
at the moment, the way Nash is riding, it is almost worth half a length to a length. Mm-hmm. Like, he is seriously just riding so much better than everyone else. Yeah. Thought the first up run was good. Loved the little tick over trial in between. And when you look at races like this, 1,200 at Randwick, a lot of jockeys say it is more like a 1,300, 1,400-meter race. Like, you do need to be a really strong horse to run out the 1,200 at Randwick, especially weight for age and especially these conditions we've got with these horses. Mm. 650 is the question mark. Like, is it's probably not big enough, but this horse has now done it more than once, more than twice. Like, he's proven... They probably pegged him around the right mark with the quality that's in this field. Yeah, they're always going to keep him safe now because he's slipped through the guard a couple of times now. Punters such as myself and the second again punters have followed and hit him hard. We've made our cash and the punters can't lay him again. They refuse to. He'll be hitting the line strong late, I can tell you that much. Um, Now look, number three we're going to go to is think about it for the same stable. Joseph Pride, Sammy Clippard in gate five there. And look here, is slot, slot holder is Newgate and GPI Racing. What'd you make of this horse? Like, there's not a lot of holes you can poke in the favourite. But... There's not. There's not. Winning form is always good form, regardless of which form reference you're coming through. And I thought it was the perfect first up run for him. We spoke about it before and after. He was at best eighty percent wound up for that first up assignment. Another one that already had the slot a long way out. So clear plan for them to come in second up. I can't remember the last time this horse has lost a race, mm. and he continues to raise the bar. With that being said, Ned, he does need to raise the bar again here, which is a big ask coming into the absolute best, which he just hasn't seen yet. A good point you made before around horses that need to handle 1,200 on a good pressure. This horse has obviously won over 13 and 1,400, or 1,300, I should say, the Kingsford Smith. Um, group one up in Queensland. So he, t- he can quite easily get this trip, and he's just going to come on leaps and bounds from that first up performance. I've just found him very, very skinny at the that the quote mm-hmm. and I also question that premier form line <clears throat> just considering Hawaii 5-0 was the one that came up outside him and yes think about it, it was tough to fend him off but Hawaii 5-0 was well held first up in that shores the private eye overpass and these horses come through not my A1 form reference coming in so between sort of him and the top two that we've already touched on I've got him a fair bit behind them would need to improve out of sight I think it's very hard to knock this horse 420 is the knock Again, we've probably said the similar thing with all these top three, but think about it, does nothing wrong. Fended off a Y50 when I've clearly had some improvement to make and will improve here. This is a massive step up though. This is like 12 of your best sprinters all assembled at the same time. He's probably going to get a really nice run though. Gate five, Clippo seems to have a great affiliation with the horse. I personally don't have him in my top four, which just seems like a crime. I know we'll get to that later, but I just I couldn't help but say that we, I don't know, do you well, have him in your top well, just so the punters aren't shocked, neither of us have him in. And I don't even, for me, it's not even price related. I'm looking at it purely on face value. Yeah. If they run in a straight line, who's the top four home? And he's not in there for me. And, and maybe we may have egg on our face, but there's no way I'm getting any, anywhere near him at $4.60 in this field. Yeah, I am absolutely with you there, Jackson. Number four, it's our old mate, Marzu, for Peter and Paul Snowden. Tommy Berry, just quietly riding really well since he's come back from gate 11 there. Look, he's another one that's been in for a while, and the star in Arrowfield have him as their slot. I just don't think he's going well enough this time in, Ned. He was well beaten first up. Yes, it was in a good form <coughs> reference in the shorts that we've touched on previously. Um, and he did sort of get the three wide swing into it, so I thought he was entitled to finish off a bit better than he did. In fairness to them, they did have the slot ready to go, so I'm sure that they had targets down the line and, and weren't thinking to come in 100% first up. 
I think the fact that it's going to be a firm deck on Saturday, and yes, he ran really well in this race last year and, and can't be overlooked from that perspective. I'm just sure that he's not going well enough as he was last year, so I'll have to oppose him this year. The race would have to be shifted to Bondi Beach for me to get on uh, wet ground only for this horse, in my opinion. I just, I love him the bits, absolutely adore him. I think we got a lot out of him in that early stage. Indeed. I don't think we missed him. Um, just this top class, I just don't think he's quite up to. He's that one and a half grade, isn't he? Exactly what we talk about. Like he's probably, he's probably a top two or three chance in the race with Bella Nipotina and Zapatea, the Sydney Stakes. But this rate, I just don't think he's up to it. And even the trial in between just suggests that he's just not going as well as he would. He couldn't even keep tabs with Overpass when he was being well well uh, ridden out to try and win that trial and just couldn't keep up. That horse you mentioned next. So horse number five is Overpass for Bjorn Baker, Joshy Parr. Draws gate two as well. What do you make of this horse? Like... Matt looks hasn't great. Done a lot wrong. Yeah, it hasn't done a lot wrong. Matt looks great. You've got Josh Parr, who, in my opinion, is the most underrated jockey by an absolute space. Bjorn Baker's uh, stable is flying at the moment as well, so there's a lot of ticks going in for him. He comes in second up. The first and second up form reads well, so he's a good fresh horse. I touched on that trial that he come out of as well. He led them up and just cruised away from them, so there's a lot in his favour, and I think he's a <coughs> definite place chance. You have to have him in your numbers. And I've only got to look back to last prep, where he's beaten Amelia's Jewel, uh, Uncommon James, and Asfora in the Quokka over in WA. So this is the form that he's bringing in. Yes, he's been overlooked by the market quite a bit, and I saw 10 or $9 earlier, and now you've got 14s after he's drawn two. So, you know, I think he's definite overs and represents value. Yeah, I'm very keen on this horse. I think you have a look at the form that you just mentioned. These are the last three races that it's run in. So knocked off Amelia's Jewel and a couple others in behind. Then at Doombin, half a length behind Giga Kick as well. That's in a 10,000. And then just more recently in a first up, effort, first up effort behind Private Eye as well, which was a really, really good effort. This race just seems to shape really well for Overpass. I think I actually probably would have preferred a gate sort of 9 or 10, so you just could have carted a crossing on straight to the front. Two, he's got to jump really well straight away, I think. It's a high-pressure race. There's going to be people trying to lead. I would have preferred wide, but I still think two is going to be fine. I think he rails. I think he probably... I, I hope he doesn't stack them up. I hope he actually runs them along. The last thing I want to see Josh Parr do is try to stack them up and then let the horses just do their thing. Take off. Do what you do in those trials and actually take off. I'm very keen on this horse. I think he's a really good chance. I can't believe we're getting 14 and $4. Yeah, I don't think he will stack them up, Ned. I think he knows that there's no other natural leader in this field and he can just roll forward and absolutely break hearts when he needs to and press that button before the turn and, and get them all off the bit. But I agree with you. He's going to be in front a long way. I just think there's going to be one or two hyper horses that will pick him up in the shadows. Warranted. Warranted. I'm going to definitely be having a play. Um our next horse that we get to, so number six is Buenos Noches for Matt Smith and Dylan Gibbons has drawn gate number eight and it is sponsored by the slot holder Tab. He was charging home second up after being hand up on the fence um, in that shorts and arguably goes close to winning with a better running transit. So again, I keep touching on this form reference. I think it's one of the best uh, form lines coming in. So I have to respect this, this horse and also think he's a touch overs. He's just outside of my numbers and purely based on where he maps in the run. I just think he's, he's got a negative racing pattern. He's a little bit one-dimensional and he needs to be saved up for that last run where he obviously has those booming closing sectionals, which you know he can reel off. If he can settle midfield or a little bit just worse off, I think he's definitely over the odds. But if he gets out the back and he's 
you know, last pair with Espiona, for example, I think he could pretty much dash his chances. You can't be giving horses like I wish I went in private eye two, even three lengths going in the turn because it'll be good night. Yeah, quality horse, obviously $16 as well, so you get a nice little price to go with it. I think this horse is a good chance. I hope they ride him not too far back, as you mentioned. Really nice trial. I watched this trial behind overpass. It was just quiet as a church mouse, sat fifth or sixth, la- uh, fifth or sixth in the run. Really nice trial leading in. And we know the quality of the horse. Like mm. last year up the straight in the Coolmore was fantastic. Mm. I think that they all along thought they'll get to this point from that point. Whether he can win a race like this, I'm not sure. Well, probably not yet. I'm not ruling him out though. I think he, I think he's a top six chance. I look at the preparation. They started him 1,200. They dropped him back to 1,100 and obviously had that flashing light on after being a touch unlucky. Even though they didn't have the slot, were they always that confident that they were going to get the slot? Like, that's sort of how I'm reading it. And Dylan Gibbons has been bullish the whole way along and he's had a lot to say. So, definitely over the odds, but, you know, you can't have them all in. Definitely. Um, Our last slot gainer, I suppose you could say, is horse number eight, alcohol-free for Gain Adrian. Oh, sorry. I skipped one there. Number seven. How could I skip that? Hawaii 5-0. Gain Adrian. James McDonald. Mm. Gate 10. Mm. Who's got that slot? Aquas Farm. Okay. Very interesting runner here. I know you're going to absolutely pot holes in this horse. I've just got a feeling about it. Yeah. Well, it's not the horse. It's just the form line that he's coming in. And we talked about uh, the near favourite think about it coming through that form reference. Hawaii 5-0 was beaten comprehensively first up in the shorts, then goes to the Premier and obviously had that peak run second up. So, yes, it probably has improved quite a bit out of that, but is there even more improvement to come second to third up? I'd need to see another two to three lengths improvement for me to get involved. J-Mac obviously had that injury set back a few uh, weeks ago, so maybe he's missed out on a, a run on something else, which I think might be the case here because I doubt this would have been his first pick. Yes, it's a horse with a lot of talent, and I respect uh, that camp, obviously, in the way they're going. I think they're actually going the best in the country at the moment. I just don't think he's at the top, top level that some of these are. I actually disagree. I think the horse is a serious chance, and I think James has picked a very, very nice little animal to ride on the weekend. I think he would have had his pick of a couple. He was obviously going to ride Giga Kick, and then, yes, as you say, set back. But I can't imagine that he wouldn't have had a chance to ride the likes of Espiona, these sort of horses. Anyway, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe this is the best that he could have picked at at the late sort of time. I think this horse has been good. I think third up, he's a really big sort of horse. I don't know if he's actually completely figured out how it all works, but I sort of thought he'd go past, think about it on the weekend, and it just tells me Gay and Adrian have actually left a little bit for this. Where is it going to sit in the run? I think that's the big positive. It's going to be probably in the first four or five compared to some of these other horses where we're not sure where they're going to get to. I think it's a big plus getting James on board. I'm going to have something on. I really like it. I, I, I do think $14 is probably around the right price, but I'm going to have something on for sure. Yeah, I think he does settle close enough. He could be fifth and sixth in running and have a tactical advantage on some of his main competitors. I just think he was there to beat, think about it second up, and obviously wouldn't wasn't able to get near him in the Stradbroke last prep as well. The horse I mentioned before was alcohol-free. Number A, it was the last slot holder. J- Gay and Adrian, Craig Williams... Gate seven, who's got you? Whereabouts are you? You long investments, of course. <laughs> they obviously just own the horse as well. Yeah, it's yeah. Couldn't quicken when the others had the rip, the whips cracking uh, first up, and it's a bit of a strange one that this horse got the uh, the slot off the back of that. I would have thought Star Patrol or 
IME Bellin and Patina, some of these other horses we've been mentioning. So it did come a little bit from left field, but when you look at the ownership, it sort of makes sense. And I also think that they like this horse from a map perspective, that it does have an element of tactical speed, so they can go forward in a race that's void of pressure. So with that sort of standpoint, you can go, okay, I can see why it's got the slot, I just can't see it running top half. Yeah, I'd have to agree. If you look back to when it knocked off Artorias, though, mm. that's a, that reads as very good form overseas. So, I don't know. They've obviously got some sort of opinion of the horse, and it's always well found in markets in the races here. It's always 6 $7. Yeah. So, there must be something under the bonnet, but yeah, I couldn't quite entertain the horse, to be honest. Race 9, in secret. Race sorry. Nine. Oh, my God. We're getting there, Ned. It's all right, mate. We're rolling now. Number 9, in secret, James Cummings, Zach Purton. Gate 12. This is this is a very intriguing runner for me. Where do you place this horse? She's frightening. Ned. Scary. She's frightening. Needs to be paid an absolute ton of respect. Main reason being is that she's been right on track all prep. Mm. We speak about this luxury of having the slot secured a long way out and building your prep and tailoring it all to that peak run, which is this week. If she repeats her run up the straight... The Coolmore. The Coolmore, but the one after that, the new market, where oh. she beat I Wish I Win and Private Eye on an absolutely blistering tempo. If she can repeat that, and she was third up that day as well, if she can repeat that performance, she will go very, very, very close to winning Ned. Mm -hmm. Is she still hovering around the 10 bucks, 11 bucks at the moment? Yeah, we're looking at yeah about nine, uh, 11, 11. 11 bucks. You also get Purton now, who's yeah. arrived. He just arrives and turns up for the big chocolates, and I think this is absolutely the one that he's come for. I know he's going to be here for the duration of the carnival, but this is absolutely the horse that he's turned up for. Make no mistake about it. I think she can win, put simply. I think of the horses in double digits, she's by far the absolute best mm. chance. And you know, third up, target, James Cummings, <sighs> Zach Purden. I'm not even too concerned about the barrier because she'll get the three wide swing in. She'll yep. be able to handle the pressure as she did in that new market. She's third pick for me just because there's two hyper horses in the race, but she can certainly win. Yeah. 1,000 metres, 1,100. They've just been saving her. They, they just haven't been worried about anything else, have they? She's probably the horse I've overlooked, and I'm probably going to have an egg on my face in the end, but she's all class, 1,200 yeah. metres, and it's just such a big tick getting Zach on board as well. You just know that the guy, he's just a freak. He's genuinely, him Him and Nash are the two best jockeys in the world at the moment. Yeah. It's that's genuine. Mm. Um, $11 to find out as well. I'm sure she'll have her fans, and I wouldn't be surprised if they actually come for her a little bit and she starts $8, $7. I'll be having a good piece. Next. Oh, God, it's just packed full of quality, isn't it? It keeps going. Number 10, not race 10, Espiona, Chris Waller, Hugh Bowman, gate three. Jeez. Horse couldn't be going any better for its ability. Imagine if she could straighten her head up. Oh, she's, she's going superb. She's yeah. absolutely going superb. And I'll need to have a look at the race day gear changes to have a look if they're tinkering around with that. But you made a great point, Ned. She needs to do absolutely everything right, dropping back in trip to 1,200 uh, in the absolute best class that she's faced in her career to date. She needs to do everything right and travel the right way to even be considered a chance in this. The market respects her purely on talent because she still hasn't put it together yet. She still travels with that head on the side and I'm still not sure and I'm not convinced that she goes the city way as her preference. Mm -hmm. I think she's going to be much better suited out to 1,400 at the mile. I do respect her, her class and her sectionals are very good, obviously, but beat a couple of stable mates in that small field last time. So I think it's probably towards the bottom in terms of form references coming in. 
respect that Bowman's on board, but I can't be with. Yeah, I think stepping back to 1,200 is probably a bit of a negative for me as well. That win came at 1,400. I think that's where she's most effective, that 1,400, 1,500 metres. Look, massive respect for the stable, huge respect for Huey as well, obviously, but I just don't know if she's 1,200 metres against these sort of types of animals. I don't see her winning this race. Yep, I'm with you. She will appreciate the dry ground, but just probably lacks the this sprinting prowess. I just think she's got the mile all over at this point in her career. We joke about the he- like the way that she races at the start, but genuinely, if she fixes that, she could be anything. Could be anything. Because there's there's moments where she'll look like she's about to sprint past the whole field, and then her head goes on the side. She's having a look at the grandstand, correct? And she stays with them. Yeah, it'll take two or three runs in a row where she runs straight before I go with absolute confidence, but she's been a very hard horse to catch. I've caught her sometimes and I've missed her the others or she's burnt me, so yeah. I need to leave her out this week. Number 11, we've got our three-year-old Shinzo, Chris Waller, Kieran McAvoy, gate six. And now the three-year-olds only get 53 kilos in this race as well. I think it's important to note. Man, <laughs> talk about a horse that I'm just completely got no idea where to place. Mm. Just a strange first up run. I don't know. What did you think? It makes you wonder what sort of conversations were had with Coolmore, who are obviously the slot holders. This is a Coolmore horse. It makes you wonder what conversations were had because that first up run, he's much better than. Put simply, he's much better than. Obviously a Golden Slipper winner over this trip and a horse with a ton of ability. I'm just wondering what sort of whispers have been going on behind closed doors because... This horse, to an extent, fits the bill of Giga Kick, the lightly race runner coming in, the three-year-old, no weight on its back, around the same price that it was last year as well. Potentially, Giga Kick was coming in off a, a better run and was, you know, you have to say a bit more wound up than Shinzo is, but you just have to respect the camp. I'm not sure about McAvoy. I, I, we don't need to spend too much time on that, but um, look, Waller's just an absolute freak. He can get them peaking for this, and I think of the two three-year-olds, I need to leave him out. But, yeah, like you say, absolute unknown. Is there a bit of home affairs about this horse as well? Like, mm. obviously, despite just the Coolmore thing, but, like, do you feel like this horse might come here, run 6th or 7th, and then just go and brain him in a Coolmore? Potentially. It could be that third up target. I think they've definitely had a throw to the stumps and would have wanted to see more first up. Yes, he wasn't given much hope first up, but could have finished off better than he did. So maybe you're right. Maybe he's still one run short. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I... I I think on the weekend, whatever you see of him, we're going to learn a little bit. Mm. <laughs> we're going to learn plenty. I think if he does nothing, you could say, okay, this preparation, you probably just got to put a line through mm. him. I think if he runs in the top six, seven, it's get on in the cool more, that sort of bet. Yeah, that's that's the way I'm sort of treating it. For sure. Number 12, final runner we're going to talk about is Cylinder, James Cummings, Zach Lloyd, gate number four. It's a second Cummings runner in the race. And look, scary. This three-year-old is the way that they map and the way that they present for races like this they've had such a good history in this race it's just it's hard to see this horse winning for me yep winning yep but geez they've kept him safe and we've potted the three-year-olds before and i'm not one that likes to dive in just purely on weights yeah but geez this horse was tough in the golden rose far out he was caught wide throughout wasn't nash's best and the horse still went down just ahead to a three-time group one winner now in militarizing The question mark will be, you've got the Caulfield Guineas, which militarised the starting rock-hard favourite in, will be after the Everest. So we won't find out where the form is at until after that. Also, NCAP has come out in the weekend and was 
Big flop already. Was horrendous. Yeah, something not something not right there. Potentially. I'll go back and look at Stewart's reports, but yeah. what form reference are we looking to with the Golden Rose? And the same could be said about Shinzo. What are we doing with this Golden Rose form? Is it the A1 form coming in? Because Giga Kick didn't go through the Golden Rose last year no. to win. Yes, 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 did. So how are we lining them up this year? It's the big unknown. I have to leave it out, especially at the price, because inside double digits, I don't think it's his mark. I think they'll try and lay him out. Yes, he's posted a pretty good figure in the Golden Rose last time being caught wide. Just have to oppose. Well, that's the field. It's just it's an extremely exciting race. We've obviously just quickly mentioned the emergencies below as well. Bellini Patina's first emergency, Zapatero, King of Sparta, then Valana. Um, you wouldn't think they'd get in, but Bellini Patina's a pretty worthy first emergency, I would have thought, for a race like this. Um, let's play. Let's play a little game. It's probably... One of the harder top fours I've had to put together. I've had, I've sort of had my winner set for a while. Mm. Did you want to go first? Happy to, mate. I'd like to hear your top All four, right. mate. And just as well, punters, like I know people that follow us on the Instagram, people wherever you do, Facebook, whatever, flick us through a message. Who do you like? What's your top four? And if you do, maybe we can throw something up for you as well. Yeah, definitely. I think we'll even throw a poll out on Instagram uh, probably tomorrow before the race comes out. So... Um, we might might throw up four, three or four, and I reckon I'll put two boxes for I wish I win and two boxes for private. I know other horses need <laughs> to go in. I'm just wonder who you're tipping. But I've I've declared my hand early, Ned. I wish I win. I think goes on top. I tossed and turned between it and private eye, and a lot of it was sentiment for sure. Um, but I just think this horse is absolutely wound up for this six weeks between runs, freshened up. The arrogance of Moody and Coleman to you know present him first up over fourteen hundred. Only beaten by Mr. Brightside, who is the best horse in the country. I think he goes on top narrowly. Private Eye's second pick, clear second pick. They've started to drift him out in the market, which I'm just salivating at because yep. they've done it time and time again with this horse and they've been burnt. I'm happy to just let them keep rolling him out. I hope they do because I will be on and will be winning very heavily on the race if he does get up. In secret, I mentioned I'm absolutely shit scared of. I yep. think she can come out and win on three legs. That's the top of ability this horse has. If she gets the right running transit from 12, she can certainly win. And a horse that I know you're keen on that I had to leave in was Overpass. Just based on where he gets to in the map and the fact that Josh Pass booked, I love him rolling up first up. And yeah, I just think he's going to be in front a long way and be hard to run down. I'm going to start on the horse you finished on, Overpass. I've liked this horse for a week or so. I, I, I was really lost, to be honest, coming into it. Now that I've actually seen the final field, I just think the way that this race shapes... Overpass is going to have it on his own. I'm sure something you'll change on race day and the whole plan will be fucked. But <laughs> I'm hoping Joshy Parr jumps well from gate two and takes off. I just don't want him to stack him, make it a true 1,200 metre test. And we know the form he brings in, like Amelia's Jewel, yep. these these types, like $13, I'm going to be having a play. Definitely each way for sure. Second pick, I'm actually the same as you, private eye. I think you had him. How do you leave this horse out? You can't leave him out, mate. I'm glad you're on board now as well. It's the Nash factor as well for me. Mm. I, I genuinely think this horse is riding... Uh, this jockey's riding possessed at the moment. <laughs> like, it's actually ridiculous. He just... What he did in the weekend was He's a freak. outrageous. He's we'll, a freak. We'll get to that a little bit later. But I think what this horse brings in... I like the second up. Obviously, a super effort in the race last year. He runs a good, strong 1,200 metres as yep. well. So, if overpass overdoes it in front, I think private eyes the one over the top. Hawaii Five O is my third pick. I thought it was a super run second up. I, I'm actually looking at it like, okay, you peaked. You, sorry, you loomed up 
Then you just peaked on your run a little bit. I think third up, we're ready to go now. And Gay and Adrian are absolutely flying. Mm. You get $14 there. And I've got on my screen here, Buenos, Not Chase, and In Secret as my fourth picks. Mm. I'm not sure how to split the two. I think they'll both sort of finish in the top six. Buenos, Not Chase, I just got such a good opinion of the horse. And I think he's the horse probably with one of the most upsides in this race. I think he's going to become a really, really good animal. He'll be flashing In Secret, as you said. Just scares the living shit out of me, but... Um, it's going to be a really good race. I've left. I wish I win on. I win out and think about it out oh, as well. Oh, Ned. It's an interesting thing, but I'm sure next week we'll be chatting about this and you'll be laughing and I'll be crying. But who knows? Maybe alcohol free will win it. Yeah, but what a race! What a race! Yeah. Then I've seen some people throwing some shit around saying, "Oh, no, no good compared to previous years." I don't know what the hell they're talking about. I want to be sitting back counting cash, mate, after this race. So can't wait. For sure. Thanks, punters. Hopefully, you enjoyed the little mini. Cheers. Good luck.